Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Beth Ann, welcome in. Great piece. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dom. It's always great to be on the show. Well, uh, I am not one. And look, I could give a little bit of ground. I don't know about you on this. I couldn't tell from the column. This idea that teenagers have to sleep in, otherwise their brain's too early in the morning. I mean, I've taught in some schools where homeroom, anyhow, was like 725, if you can imagine. So I could be a bit lenient. There's some science out there. That's one of the things that seems to be propelling Upper Darby, though, to the pits here. Yeah, so to your point, Dom, there is a lot of research out there that supports a later start time for high school kids. And a lot of districts have looked at how to implement this. A lot of times what districts attempt to do is to start the elementary schools earlier and the high schools later so that they basically flip-flop the busing because that is what the issue becomes. But for a lot of elementary school kids, you know, being out at a bus stop at 7 a.m. in the winter when it's dark is not a great option. So it it is difficult to find the right balance of how do you start school earlier or start school later for the for the high school, um, but, you know, make it work financially with the busing. And that's why a lot of high schools have not moved to this model because they haven't been able to find the right methodology to make it all work. What Upper Darby did, though, was quite surprising to me that they basically decided that kids would come to school later. So in my article, you'll see that they actually start in-person learning at 945 in the morning. However, they're still supposed to start school at 730 by doing online instruction, which we already know from the failed policies during the pandemic that online instruction for the majority of children is not effective. So what Upper Darby, if they really wanted to change the start time, if they wanted to start in person at 945, then the school day needs to go until, you know, 430 to ensure that kids are getting the correct number of hours of instruction every day. But I think that what they've done is such a disservice to kids because they say that the kids don't even have to sign in to the online learning, that this is basically, you know, optional time to get online, but they're expected to complete their assignments at some other point in time. So basically these kids are getting 
it's they're, they're getting such a short period of in-person instruction and given the, the poor test scores, given how far behind the kids are from the school closures, it just makes no sense to me why they have moved to this type of schedule. Yeah, it's camouflage is what it means to me. And, and look, Beth Ann, I just said pretty glowing things about them. I don't know how many years ago that was. I knew the principal. He had me speak there several times. You may remember they were one of the 200 best high schools with some uh, demographic or parameters. In other words, a pretty good middle-class high school education, pretty good resources, not overwhelming. And when we had the superintendent on, it was amazing how much that's changed. Is there anything that you think has happened there that made the, these kind of changes you talk about in your article? Well, I do think that part of the changes that they made were as a result of the extended school closures. I mean, Upper Darby has serious problems. I recall when you had the superintendent, Dr. McGarry, on your program last March to talk about that letter that he sent out to parents right. uh, imploring them to you know, get their kids to behave because they were having so many violent issues in the school. What I found interesting when I reached out to Dr. McGarry to comment on, you know, were they looking at the effectiveness? Because they, they instituted this schedule change over two years ago. So they're in the third school year of this schedule change. And I basically asked the question, what, what metrics are you looking at to determine if this is actually meeting whatever goals that you had intended to meet? And they didn't answer that question. They have no metrics. They have no assessment. They have no data. They have nothing to say that this change is working or creating better outcomes. And so when they didn't answer that question, that's when I started to do my homework. And a parent had sent me some right-to-know information. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at their test scores. And their test scores, their proficiency has continued to drop year after year after year, and in particular, it's, it's dropped dramatically since they have instituted this schedule. In addition, their, their habitual truancy rates have increased at the same time that the profici proficiency has decreased. So, I mean, unless their goal is to have less proficient kids who don't come to school, <laughs> yeah. um, I would say that the, this model is not working well for these kids. Well, what we do then is we reduce graduation requirements. I would indicate, yes. not that I have knowledge of what happens to is, and I've been in some schools like this, grade inflation happens. I taught in a school, and I had kids, sophomore basic, um, uh, Beth Ann, that were mm -hmm. smart enough and they would plot to do nothing the first three quarters, almost literally, get an A in the fourth marking period, you pass for the year. Right, right. So Well the the reduced the reduced graduation requirements are, are also a big concern to me. And when I looked at the other adjacent school districts, so the the state of Pennsylvania, the minimum requirement for credit graduation is twenty one credits in the state of Pennsylvania. I can tell you that most school districts have a significantly higher credit graduation um, requirement. Philadelphia School District requires 23.5 credits to graduate. 
Upper Darby had previously required 26 graduation uh, credits for graduation. And they've, they've dropped it now to the bare minimum of 21 credits. Let, let's stop um, right there. You know, when people hear Philadelphia 23.5 and you're at 21, that's a sign right. that something's up here. Yes, I, I agree. And I was, you know, and then you look at some of the, you know, more affluent uh, suburban districts like Haverford, they require 27.5. So we're not doing these kids any favors by reducing the graduation requirements. Now, the, the school district did respond to my request for comment on that. And they basically said that, you know, kids can stay and earn more credits. They don't have to leave at 21, but this allows them to um, enroll in community college sooner. And, and I asked, we looked at, I asked for data on how many students are doing this, how many students yes. are graduating early and enrolling in community college. And they basically said that they don't collect that data. So once again, once yes. again, you know, they, they have nothing to back up what they're doing. And that's really what my concern is. Because, listen, I credit any school district that tries to do innovative strategies to see if they can address the significant learning loss that these kids have experienced. So, fine, change the schedule and see if it works. But you're supposed to have metrics and goals and data that you're looking at to determine are we getting our bang for our buck? Is this doing what we want it to do? And then if it's not, then you have the common sense to say, we tried this, it didn't work, we either need to change the model or go back to what we were doing before. And that is what I find incredibly disappointing and really irresponsible. This is taxpayer dollars, these are children's lives, these are kids who are not getting the education that they need to be successful later on in life. And to, to say that you're not going to look at any of this data or evaluate the effectiveness mm -hmm. is, is just unfathomable to me. Uh, Beth Ann Rossiga with us. Parting area, Beth Ann, just your thoughts, because I appreciate them very much. Um, we see a stories out here with the Harvard Penn professor, uh, presidents that uh, s survey just in the last week or so that 20 percent of kids at least according to the survey in American high schools, don't believe the Holocaust existed. I find that to be a pretty high number. What's your sense of, um, and apparently doesn't have to be taught in Pennsylvania in any form that I can see. Well, that, that is a long conversation, Dom, but I'll give you sort of my short answer. I went down to D.C. last week to cover the hearing that um, then-President McGill testified at, and I listened to the students, the, the Jewish students who spoke ahead of that hearing. And what I think that we are seeing, and I'm actually working on an article about this right now. It'll probably be out later this week. But I really believe that the failed policies at our colleges and universities are now impacting our K through 12 schools. So all of these teachers who go through these teacher preparation programs at places like Penn and other universities that are not really focusing on how to teach students, but they're, te they're focused more on different political agendas, those teachers are now bringing those politics from their university campus into the classroom and I think that that's part of what we're seeing in K-12 education, that 
revisionist history is taking place and our students are not being taught real history any longer. That's a great observation. Look, I would think at a school board meeting right now, that would be a question every school board ought to be looking at. Hey, uh, superintendent, what are we teaching on the Holocaust? A simple thing. There ought to be a paper trail, right? There ought to be a curriculum that parents could find. And if they say, well, you know, it's all over the place, we really don't. I know New Jersey, because I helped with that, uh, had it passed that you had to teach about the Holocaust, as if that would be something you wouldn't encounter through 12 years of school? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now, well, you'd be amazed, Dom, the number of things that not are not encountered in school. For, ex- for example, learning about the Pennsylvania Constitution. Most students go through their entire K-12 education without learning about the Pennsylvania State Constitution. So there are a well, lot of things You know, that's a great that one. Think, thinking back to my high school, we didn't, and I think you're right, because um, people have no sense then of what governs in Pennsylvania in addition to the Constitution, you would think you would swerve into that a little bit. Well, you would think, but you would be surprised that it is not, it's not mandated to be taught. And it generally, my experiences are, you know, unless you're in an upper level, maybe a, you know, AP history course at the high school level, you might get into some of that. But generally speaking, the Pennsylvania State Constitution is not something that's taught in our public schools. So all of these things really add up to sort of this perfect storm of teachers being selective about what topics they want to teach and what topics they don't want to teach. Absolutely. Beth Ann, thank you. People can find all this at Broad and Liberty. We look forward to your article later this week. All right. Thanks so much, Dom. Always a pleasure to be on the show. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.